0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome in. We are live on the Believe in Monsters podcast. And, Lucas, you are exactly right. I just finished my dinner, so I am pumped up, excited to talk some Chicago Bears off-season. On the Believe in Monsters podcast. Big thanks to Chris Krogman and Lucas Berry for joining us. And, of course, a special big thanks to the Believe Network for putting us on each and every week. We have now two more weeks. Man, we screwed it up last week. We screwed up our timeline for the
2: draft last week. Nine days. We are nine days away.
1: It's next Thursday. We're ready. Next Thursday is the draft, and we have... Two more uh, This week and next week, two more episodes, uh, and, and then we're we'll be going to be right there. Are we taking Peter Stransky? Are Jalen Carter? Are you trading out? Are you taking Broderick Jones? Are you taking Jackson Smith and Jigman? The debate rages on. We'll continue to talk about what the Bears will do with number nine. We'll talk about defensive ends and defensive linemen. And I think we'll touch on some quarterbacks as well. But before we get into that, without further ado, Father Chris Grogeman, how you doing, sir?
3: I am fantastic. Uh, you know, we have all been chatting on the side as as every Bears fan out there has. I'm sure you're all talking to your people about who you want in the draft, uh, what you'll do if Ryan Poles doesn't pick your dude. Uh, I've been on Team Meltdown since I was fucking <laughs> twelve years old. Okay, people, I you know there was a question of w- what what was the first draft you remember. And, like, I can remember, like, Alonzo Spellman in 1990. I can remember Rashawn Salam in 94. So I go back and have been angry at the Bears for years. So, uh, yes, I am the angriest old man on this podcast. But a new hope dawns as we have all kinds of picks. Uh, still have a top 10 pick. I'm fucking pumped about it. Lucas Barry, how are you, you bearded bastard?
2: I'm pumped. You guys, you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, we are nine days away, not 23 days away, which is much better. <laughs> that's my fault. Uh, that's okay because I was telling you the wrong information too. Uh, we're a lot closer than we thought, and uh, we. I just need this thing to uh, to be here. I mean, this is this is crazy. Uh, we've there's been so much speculation. I mean, I feel like it's been a millennium since we traded at a pick number one. Now we're sitting at nine. And honestly, right now, this looks great because there's rumors out there that the Texans only wanted Bryce Young. They don't know what they're doing at two. They're trying to trade back and having trouble doing it. So at the end of this, it looks like Ryan Poles played this thing perfectly with not getting too greedy and trying to trade back twice uh, because he could have got caught with his dick in his hand and just been stuck at two and got maybe a mid-round pick. So, Dude,
3: listen. They're like I've heard some crazy shit like Mm -hmm. Tennessee might try to move from eleven. So let's not like un or count our unhatched chickens until the rooster comes home or whatever. I think there was still a possibility of trading down twice, but I I agree, Lucas. But Um, there's
2: also now a bidding war between the Texans and Arizona between which pick are you rather gonna have because You know, maybe Arizona is going to take slightly less for you to move down to three and you call the Texans bluff that they're not getting a QB. It's just it's a mess. I'm glad I don't have to deal with the Bears got a good package. I don't care if they didn't trade down twice, whatever. They can still trade down twice and move down from nine again. So I'm happy what happened happened when it did. And right now things are looking great. Um this isn't really super relevant to the Bears but Bryce Young now is now the odds on favorite to go pick 1. He is minus 1000 to be pick it. 1 even yeah. though the Panthers are it. denying that they've made their choice. Um but Vegas always knows. So that is that is interesting. Yeah, he's well, yeah, what are you hearing down there? He's canceled the rest of his visits and Well, shouldn't he have visited with everyone by now? I mean, course. the draft is 9
1: days away. Of course, of course. So he's got to shut it down. Yeah, I think it's Panthers number one, and I think it's going to be Texans stuck at uh, two, and they're going to take Will Anderson. And that's really going to throw a wrench into the Arizona Cardinals game plan. They're going to end up moving down, maybe with the Colts, maybe with somebody else. But uh, as you outline, Luke, I'm happy with where we are. I mean, if you told me six months ago you're going to end up with DJ Moore this offseason, It it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me whether we we made that trade, what six weeks ago, like we did, or uh, or or if we made it in the next couple days. I think we made it out with a great haul. I think Ryan Poland, as you said, has played it beautifully. And right now, the chips are falling to us because you're getting a lot of turmoil up at the top of the draft. And when it comes to pick number nine, you're probably going to have a pretty nice little prospect right there because of all the trampling. Uh, That's going on. All the guys, all all the teams up up near the top of the draft who don't know, kind of. What they want to do and what value really is. It looks like the value, Luke, is right there between, you know, seven, six, seven, and uh, 15, six, seven, and 17 in that range. There's a lot of good players. So uh, I'm loving where we're at. That next Thursday night is going to be super exciting. Krogman, I know it's been many drafts, but uh, it's Christmas time again for us Chicago Bears fans. And, and, and next Thursday, you know, Santa Claus is going to bring some, uh, some great gifts around the tree to uh, pair up with our favorite toy, Justin Fields.
3: Yeah, I can't wait. I think, uh, you know, you know, speaking of like where we're sitting and, and we're sitting pretty and everything like that. I, I, what I've been thinking about lately is no, no one has a clue what polls is going to do. I think we have like all been full circle around every single possible outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every position, uh, you know, people are bouncing from, O tackle which is you know a lot of people's favorite to d tackle if you can get you know the prize possession uh i've even seen like what was it is talking about uh will anderson dropping like a rock or like the quarterbacks dropping like a rock like they're not going to go one through four like everybody thought uh which would just that would just that would be interesting that would push a lot of talent down um you know, Seahawks like to trade back, you know, if they get the right offer, you never know. Uh, yeah. And then cornerbacks been discussed for the bears running back's been discussed for the bears. Uh, I think polls has done a great job of throwing all kinds of smoke. Uh, I know Lucas, you, you talk about Vegas odds and, and Vegas always knows and who's the odds on favorite right now. Lucas for the Chicago bears.
2: Uh, the odds on favorite right now is that they are, I think, minus 175 to take a lineman. But Jalen Carter is – the team to pick Jalen Carter's favorite is the Bears. So that's interesting. So they're, they're favored to take a lineman, D-lineman shortly after him. I'll see what those odds are. But last so, I checked, they were like plus oh. 250 to take D-lineman, minus 175 to take O-lineman.
3: O-lineman. Okay, okay. That, that makes sense. So, wow. Wow. Super interesting. Um so much smoke and <laughs> lying going on all over the NFL. Gun I to your think-
1: head, Chris Krobin. What are we doing right, right now? With Eight minutes of the podcast. Gun to your head.
3: What are we doing <laughs> at number nine?
2: Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones. I love it. Oh. Yes, sir. Let's see. So right now, FanDuel you know, has fun. odds. So right now, the odds for the number nine overall pick. It doesn't say the Bears. Um, it just says the number nine overall okay. pick. Jalen Carter is plus two hundred and fifty. Peter Skoronski is plus three hundred, and Paris Johnson is plus three hundred and fifty. But if you go by their odds for, um, they have odds for each team of what position will be first drafted. The Bears are removed. That's interesting. What? The Bears are removed off FanDuel currently. Okay. So, that's a new development that they were on there yesterday and they were, like I said, minus one seventy-five or something to get a lineman. So interesting there from FanDuel. Um Chris. Huh. Our favorite guy, Dane Bruegler. It is interesting. Yeah, I just I just discovered that right now. Our favorite man, Dane Brugler, released his mock yesterday. Obviously, he writes the beast. He is, in my opinion, the best scout out there. Uh, I guess Scout not working for a team out there, you know, his analyst is is pretty spot on because he's had guys in in his beast for a while that were late risers that he's been high on for a while. so um, walk us through his mock draft. I mean, his first pick, he had Jalen Carter going to the Bears, and he had said that he prides himself, you know, on' trying to make this thing as realistic as possible. He said he spends about three to five days straight working on this mock draft. I mean that's interesting that even he thinks Jalen Carter is a possibility for Chicago at nine.
3: Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, you know what? I didn't actually look at and I didn't actually look at the rest of it. And now I'm curious, do you know Lucas actually I'll find it. Um, I, yeah, I think it's super interesting that, that Carter could fall to the bears. I think, <sighs> Listen, every time, every single time I lock onto somebody and get my hopes up of them falling, <laughs> it never, ever, ever happens. So I'm going to just like pretend that I want somebody else, anybody like else, Roderick Jones. like Roderick Jones and be, be, you know, I really do think that that's the pick, though, um, if they stay put and and Carter's gone, which I, I think is going to happen. So. So to break down Brueglers, you know, picks before Chicago, number one Panthers, Bryce Young, pretty obvious. He's got the Texans taking Stroud, even though people think that they don't like him, which there's a lot of smoke around it. Has the Cardinals taken Will Anderson, the Colts taken Anthony Richardson, which I think is very interesting. Um, Seahawks, who I think is the biggest threat for Carter. uh, He hasn't taken Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Uh he has the Lions taking Christian Gonzalez, who people think that he's in love with. Uh Witherspoon from uh the the cornerback from Illinois. And then he's got Vegas taking Witherspoon at seven. And then the Falcons, this this one's probably the the shocker of them all, uh taking Nolan Smith at eight. Uh that's that's a high that's a high pick for Nolan Smith in my opinion. Um, you know, but hey, teams fall in love with those measurables and he's he flies. And then he's got the Bears taking Jalen Carter at number nine. Um, I, man, I've, I'm concerned with, with Seattle and Detroit if, if, yeah. uh, if it's Carter.
2: I mean, I'm even concerned with Arizona, to be honest with you, because if Arizona moves out of three, say a random team like, I don't know, maybe what if the Falcons move up or the Raiders move up for a quarterback at th- three and they act to seven or eight? you know, that's kind of a perfect spot for them to still get Carter and also, you know, gain some draft capital. So this draft is really unpredictable to be like, it's, it's crazy. I have no idea what's going to happen. I've prepared myself for many situations. If Carter is there though, I mean, this is the hot topic of today. If Carter is there and you get offered, you know, a few picks to move back and another team moves up for Carter, are are you doing it? Are you just taking Carter?
3: We talked about what it's going to take to get out of number one. If Jalen Carter is there at number nine, it's almost going to have to be
2: better than that. Like, no,
3: yeah, dude. I mean, to like, move, I think he, he's Joe. He's, he's saying to move of out talent, of it. Yeah. No, 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 To move out of it. I think the talent is, is so rich there and you're in a position <clears> to get him <throat> at number nine that it would like, so the conversation around Twitter has been the Steelers from 17, Originally people thought it was for either an offensive lineman or a cornerback, which I thought would be hilarious if they traded up with the Bears and then took an offensive lineman and just watched uh Bears Twitter completely melt down about it. But like let's say the Steelers want Jalen Carter. He's the target and he's there at nine. I need I need a lot to get out of that spot. So you're he's like
2: Seventeen. Seventeen thirty-two plus. And a first rounder next year.
3: Yeah, first like started. that, like it's that serious. Like yeah, you I'm need not seventeen
1: yeah. and a first rounder
3: next year, and you need another pick before fifty-three. Yeah, before, so at least pick at fifty-three. At least forty-nine is so forty-nine is there and thirty-two is there. If you're giving me seventeen a first next year, I'll take forty-nine with it. Like right. I would accept but, that deal. Okay. I'm not saying so,
2: I, Technically, according to the Jimmy Johnson chart, a fair trade for that would be just 49 and 17 for pick nine. But to your point, Chris, outside of that, from a talent perspective, it's going to take heaven and earth for you to move out of there to do that. Now, my hope is that Ryan Poles is also thinking that, but it scares the life out of me that he might just be trying to acquire picks and too scared to right. draft Carter right. there. That's In what which case, that that would be my absolute Nightmare. We talked about nightmare scenarios last week, and I said probably not a lot that would make me that would make me very upset. That's a Ballard type move, and I don't want to do that. Well, it's a I complete think we, coward. Yeah, Ballard, Ballard, the coward for sure. <coughs> you it. move from one to nine, you, you pretty it. much mitigate mitigate your risk moving back eight spots. I mean, at some point you got to uh, you got to have some stones,
3: right? And then, like, what happens between ten and sixteen? like are you counting tackles exactly like are you counting on one of the tackles that you like being there or are you just like I'll settle with any Tom Dick or Harry that's at 17 because I need to build for the future like at some point there's a tipping point of like future picks and and current picks and you already got a good haul for number 1 don't start f- messing around and like just try to bank more and more stuff. Cause eventually like picks can't play. Okay. I can't field a team of 53 picks next year for, if they are future picks, like this is not a possibility. So please draft people that are good players draft hall of fame talent. If you can get Jalen Carter at number nine, you know, scouts have said he is one of the best defensive tackles they've ever seen. Don't 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 foul it up. It's so, like assuming all of the off-field issues that people talk about. Are, check out with your with your folks.
2: Now, Joe, you said so you we'll, think he. We'll, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Where's that line between okay? I'm 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 satisfied with. Uh, I'm I'm satisfied with
1: seventeen, a future first, and forty nine. What's in between there and you know seventeen and forty nine that would make you happy? That would that would make you happy Is because I think that there's something in between there that I think there's probably a meet in the middle there that the franchises can do. And I'm sorry, like I I, I agree with you. Like you got to have a run-stuffing defensive lineman. You get if you get an elite defensive lineman. Look, I'm 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 with you. I think you take you take Jalen Carter.
2: But At some point, you also to me, are me like- there's to me, there's no middle ground or price that can make me move off that pick if he's there. Wow. To be honest with you, it's I, I'm just that's the pick. I mean, you got people out here saying this guy could be the next Warren Sapp. Like you, literally have people out here saying that, and we're li- like, this is this is almost a very so back when this is kind of revisionist history, but back. I had the same kind of thing with Buda Baker in the second round. Right. And the Bears traded out of that pick to go back and get Cody Whitehair. It was the only time Ryan Pace ever traded back. Cardinals move up and they took Buda Baker. He's a freaking all pro. Now he's looking for a new team. But it's just, it's that kind of trade where I'm like, if you pass on this guy, he's probably going to go on to be a great player and he's not going to be on your team. Like you're just passing that up. For what? So the mediocre lineman. So,
0: what like does our friend if, Austin, the Scout Austin, say? Austin, yeah.
2: Oh, that's not his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, are we going there? <laughs> oh wow, uh, uh, I don't, I, don't, don't want to know what he thinks,
3: Joe. So I mean, it's, pro- it's probably not good. So, assuming that this this mock goes this way, the second that um. Goodell says no. Nah, I'm My name. I'm writing Jalen Carter, and I'm at the stage before he can even get Nolan Smith out <laughs> of his freaking mouth at eight, and be like, "Here's your next pick, sir." Don't even start the clock. Are, are you not like just trying to squeeze people though? Come on. Nah, it's okay. got to be you. You probably get done before that because, like, I got to imagine these calls are happening all the way up until you know the announcement of the Falcons pick and beyond. So. Like I'm making, I'm probably making contingency trade plans. So like, Hey, you know, if your guy is there, you know, what are you willing to offer? And if it's, if it's Carter, people are going to offer a shit ton. And if it's not, you know, and you're not getting phenomenal offers, then people don't want to move up for him. I think it's a scary proposition to move up for a guy that's got some potential question marks. I think that that's a scary proposition, but for the bears, who are talent depleted, talent desperate, have already gotten future picks out of this draft, three of them. Um, then it's it's one hundred percent risk reward win in my opinion. Yeah, I mean
2: it's 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 spot on. I mean if you're, it's not just you know a like it is the best player in the draft. End of story that is what you're dealing with here and if you have a chance to get that player at number 9 regardless of the reason you do it unless the guy is you know a serial murderer or or, or you you have some kind of time machine that you can go in the future and say he's going to be terrible you make the pick i don't right, i don't so that know just with jalen carter at number 9 I don't know how much scrutiny Ryan Poles would really get for making that pick. Honestly, like if they can't if they can't squeeze the lemon from the juice, I don't know how many people would be pissed that he took a chance on that talent at nine.
3: Now, even even, even NWO, who is yes. team O tackle all day, all of them have even said, "Yeah, you take Carter."
2: All right, because so it's we're, it's we're, the we're, most important in the Eberflus defense. Like we've already established sure. that he said it. It's just. I just don't see a world in, in, in which you could convince me that that is not the right choice, but it, it does scare the ever living crap out of me. But, Joe, to your point, if the. We... Fortune favors the bold. The bold. That's right. Yep. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I cut so, you if off you're
1: there with Carter at nine. No, no, you're fine. No, no. You're, you're there with Carter at nine. You're next up, you're at 53. And so you're sitting around, you're drop. sitting around, you're sitting around. Lots of teams are waiting or are, are making moves. Do we see Ryan Poles doing anything before 53 again?
3: So that's an interesting concept. And I, i sent this to Lucas a couple of times, uh, just running mocks and who freaking knows if any team would actually do this. Um, so I took Carter at nine and then I traded 53 and 61 up as f- far as I could and took whatever tackle was there. So like sometimes, you know, right fell all the way to, to late first, early second, uh, um, Harrison, Anton Harrison, uh, Dewan Jones, who we know the bears have met with. Uh, so I think, um, That's, that's a, that's a possibility, Joe, and I'm glad you brought it up. So that's a, that's a thing that could happen. It'd be interesting to see what, how, how polls is going to, now that he's, you know, banking all of this capital, what's he going to do with it? Is he going to move around? Is he going to be fluid and move up, move down, you know, dance all around? Or is he just going to like, okay, I got my, you know, 10 picks. I'm going to rattle them all off. Uh, Or, you know, does he wait until day three to make more, more moves?
1: Because it makes me nervous going if you're waiting around to 53 and you're like, all right, well, at 53, you got to hit a tackle. You got to hit a tackle. Or or when you're like, well, shit, you're playing best player available because all the top end tackles are gone. Luke, what do you think? You're going to see Ryan Pohl sit on his hands until pick number 53 after he puts Jalen Carter in his grocery bag.
2: Well, the good thing is, you know, doing all these mocks, you kind of see, you know, a a ton of different scenarios. And for me, you have three picks, you know, all kind of clustered within a 10 pick range. So you, you have flexibility to actually go best player available there because chances are one of your best players in those three will be a tackle. um, Most likely, maybe you might have to, maybe you move back with one of those picks into, you know, maybe the mid third round and, and take a tackle in that area. but really after the, you know, the first tier of tackles, like after Anton Harrison, there's definitely a drop off. And then there's, you know, Matthew Bergeron who Brugler had the Bears taking in his mock. And then after that, it's kind of just another tier of a bunch of random O tackles. And, you know, I did a, a kind of a, a small thread breakdown on five of them guys at the Bears, my target in the mid round. So you can check that out on my Twitter page, but you know, there's definitely kind of a big drop off at tackle there, but Joe, the truth of the matter is really just the more I hear about this draft class and the more I hear like Rick Spielman, for example, I was listening to his podcast today. They had a lot of these top tier tackles. He had them in his third, fourth, and fifth tier in this draft. So like really this draft at the top is, is filled with defensive talent and quarterbacks, but the O tackle kind of market in this class is, is a lot of projection. So really, even in the first round, you're not really guaranteed a, plug-and-play starter who's going to be really good off the jump it really seems like these guys are kind of like you're really just projecting what they'll be next year yeah what
3: do you what what are you going to do three years from now if you look back and you pass on jalen carter for you know paris johnson or peter skaronsky or broderick jones or or darnell Wright and they're they're not it and, and, you know, Aaron Donald Jr. over there is just fucking the whole league up. Like, yeah, like I just just don't see where you you stretch a need so far that you that you over that you overshoot talent, you know, that you're just ignoring, mm-hmm. ignoring talent.
0: Well, and I and I think you can look at
1: at already Ryan Poles' short history. He swung and missed at a, at a three tech already. With, with, uh, Oga Joby. Well, with Ogunjobi.
3: Well, I mean,
0: uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, he tried
1: to pay. A bit. He tried to pay a bit, a, bit, a bit. I'm saying they've. Tr- there, it's it's obviously a priority for the system. It's obviously okay. a priority for for the team and for and for. Uh, for Iboflus to get right, so like, okay, you try to throw a bunch of money at a veteran that what might have solved it, and that looks like a blessing in disguise. I think it, you, we kind of can see that move and say, okay, it's obviously a priority for Polls and Iboflus to get right. So probably that will be your pick.
3: Yeah. Uh, so let's 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 cruise
2: through this mock, Lucas, because uh, well, you mentioned it. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we honestly, we don't even need to go through the whole thing. So we're going to talk well, to some of the guys through this anyway. I was going to say, do you have any other mid-tier D-tackles you like? Like if we don't get Carter or... All right. So one thing that I thought was interesting that Brugler did in this was he took Carter and he also had the Bears taking a day three D-tackle to kind of back up Carter or like a contingency plan in case Carter doesn't pan out. So the Bears have so many picks where they're in a position where they could take Carter and then also spend a round three or four pick on another D-tackle to bring in.
3: What, like, is that what you're saying? Is, like, third round-ish grade or later?
2: Well, I'm just saying, like, any mid-tier D-tackles or three techs that you like that say we need a backup plan for Carter or we don't draft Carter in the first round because he's not available.
3: What yeah, other I kind DPs like, do you like? Second round guys I like are uh Jervon Dexter from Florida, uh Benton from Wisconsin, and then I think you and I both like this dude, Lucas, uh Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love Zach Pickens. Joe, do you have it do you have any uh, SEC guys you like or any any random D tackles you like there in those mid rounds?
1: Well, I like Cameron Young, Mississippi State defensive uh, defensive tackle. Uh, I like Cameron Young, and I like his uh, is the Texas kid um the uh Keandre Colburn is that the big old mother bleeper he was huge uh on their tent. they had a huge guy on their six one 332
3: that's yeah I think big that's dude. who
1: I think that's who he was I uh, had a pretty quick step for such a big guy at least in the game that uh Al Bell played against him so uh I, I see a name just out of uh, fun just out of just to mess with Bears fans PJ mustafer <laughs> uh, got to get a got to get a look. Defensive tackle out of Penn State. Uh, I think he get. had
2: a I think he had a negative athletic score. <laughs> it was so bad. Did he ran like a 6 second 40?
1: PJ Mustafer uh as a 5
0: 4 1
3: 40 uh Let's see yeah, 5 4 1. Hey, well, uh Joe, what uh, tell us about your boy Byron Young at Alabama. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like Listen Byron
1: here. Young. I li- Byron Young came on late in the year this past year. He kind of was always a rotational piece for Alabama. Uh, but in the second half of the year, he came on. He ended up having a 10-tackle a day against Ole Miss uh, with a couple a uh, couple tackles for a loss. He's not going to be – he wasn't really like, oh, man, he's going to take over a game ever. But I think he was a fine piece to the defense. Uh, I think you, uh, you, you take him in that third, fourth round. I don't know that you would expect him to. De- I, I don't. I don't think he has the top end. Ins- I don't. Have, I don't think he has a developmental ceiling that uh, would excite anyone. But I. Do- but I act- But his floor. His floor would be fine. He could come in and hold his own uh, for a little bit. Um.
3: Yeah, he's so, got. He's got some good measurables, and I know uh, I've heard some good things about him. Go ahead, Lucas.
2: So I was going to say the thing that I'm interested in too is. You know, I'm kind of interested in these a lot of these mid mid rounds, I guess, three techs that the Bears might be interested in. Some of these guys are like kind of tweeners between DNs or D tackles. Like a guy I like is, is Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Um they had him playing DN, which is very bizarre. I mean, he wasn't really, you know, kind of a fit there. He's six three, two ninety-five. Um, but he played three tech at the the senior bowl and had, you know, a nice week there. Um but, I, you know, there's just a few guys in this draft that I think are playing out of position that you can move to three tech. And um, it just the, the Demarcus Walker signing kind of made me think about that because obviously that's a guy that plays both. And he had most of his sacks from the interior. So I'm really curious to see if the Bears, you know, if that's that's kind of the type of player they'll target if they miss out on your traditional Jalen Carter type um, three tech. So they could go for a guy like you know Carl Brooks who's a DN that should be playing 3 tech or uh the dude from USC Tully, I can't pronounce his last name I'm going to try and pronounce it he has a Polynesian name do you guys know who I'm talking about Joe Yes I know
0: who you're talking about
2: I know Joe could, I know Joe could probably just rattle off his name off the tip of his tongue Hey but, Joe um, The dude from Northwestern's like that too at a bore tackles he might be listed as a DN, but he's another guy you could probably play at three tech just just from the way he plays. Uh
3: Joe, the other the other D tackle from Texas, uh Moro Mojo. Ajomo, I think is I'm I'm probably butchering that. Uh, has a Tui oh, wow.
0: Tui Peloto. Tui Peloto. Yes. Tui Pelotu. Tui, Tui Pelotu. That's my best guess. Yep.
2: He's another tweener. That's a, one. That's
3: a good one. Um, yeah, that Texas D tackle, and and so, yeah, he's he's interesting to me. He's uh he's got a, a crazy high relative athletic score. Uh, but one thing that stuck out to me is, dude is a fifth year senior, and he's not even twenty two yet. So he's like Tremaine Edmonds, but in college. Vilas Jones is confused as to how this math works. Anyway, uh Atabore. I heard the craziest thing on Attabore the other day. Some I think it was Chad Ryder on NFL.com <laughs> said this dude could go ten to the Eagles. Like, like, are we for real right now? Like this dude went from undrafted three months ago to the number ten pick because of some numbers. I mean, it sounds like what was old boy's name at the Eagles that was like just that ridiculous. Uh, combine was it Mike Mamula or whatever had a just yeah, stupid a combine stupid combine and then like was was <laughs> meh his whole career like are we for real with this Adabori kid uh, I mean is, I is I the, the tape does not back it up even the little bit of tape at three tech where he is is very good does not warrant you going hog wild for this dude at at 10 like 10 come
2: on they have two first round picks too i could see them potentially picking him at 30 and even that would be a little bit rich but it's not taking him at pick 10 at least at pick 30 it's like all right it's our second first round pick let's take a stab at this crazy athlete you know and, and kind of groom him into you know a potential beast three tech or whatever but yeah that's uh I don't know, Chris. That some of those NFL writers are absolutely out of their mind. Like that's why there's only a select few I listen to, because those guys just kind of throw a crap at the wall and they want people to Oh see, to click I, it was and read right. it I was right. I was right. I told you guys. It. What? Yeah, they're trying to
3: they're tra- no, I'm just saying they're 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 just trying to call their shots so that oh, they, you know, if they get any of this shit right, you know, they look they look like a stud, but uh yeah,
2: dum yeah. dums. Don't yeah, think Tyree
1: I'm, Wilson really is going to be a uh, premier edge rusher in this league.
2: Well, that's a good transition. So that, that's another possibility for the bears at nine that not a lot of people are talking about. I mean, personally, Joe, I've said this since I've seen him at the combine to me, he just screams eberflus. Like that is just an eberflus special, a guy with a wingspan, the size of Giannis. But when you watch him, It looks like he has no idea what he's doing. Like, he literally just is so big that he just overpowers guys. And it's like, he has not a clue about any technique. Or, like, he's just a freak. Like, And he won a decent amount doing that. But you can tell on tape, he's he's pretty lost most of the time. But he's so genetic. He's just flying around getting lucky. Beefed up. You just... I mean, sometimes your genetics... It's a complete projection. A, uh, There's a, a lot say. of projection. Yeah, is exactly. That it's a lot of
0: that I just think he
1: looks like he's flying around, just getting lucky sometimes making plays.
2: I, I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing half the time. But, I mean, if – yeah, I, I don't know, Joe. It's it, it's very tough to tell. But to me, even guys like Brugler, though, have him ranked really high. So, like, it's like yes. – Yeah, the, the entire NFL community is is pretty high on this dude's potential. I just think the bus factor with that type of player is way higher than with some other guys. And you got
3: to be concerned about the footage, or injury. Dude hasn't even worked out.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, that his agent and him keep saying, no, oh, it's fine, but you're absolutely right. I mean, he, he didn't work out at all at the combine. I mean, obviously teams will have his medicals, but this is we the be, interesting the pro day either. Yeah. This is the interesting thing for Seattle because Seattle takes guys like this a lot. I mean, remember when they took Jordan Brooks just based off basically just based off how good of an athlete he was and people made fun of him for it. And now Jordan Brooks is really freaking good.
3: Yeah, but they also did the same with Bruce Irving and he's meh,
2: you know, I'm just saying Seattle is a team that they they do whatever the hell they want. So, like, it wouldn't shock me to see them take a Tyree Wilson over a Jalen Carter.
0: Let's hope so. Well, I would rather I would rather a different
1: team take that risk.
2: Yeah, us? yeah for sure has him ranked as edge two, six five two seventy one. He has thirty five and five eighths arms and eighty four inch wingspan. That's like a fucking condor.
3: <laughs> we don't have Daryl on the podcast this week. What are you talking about? Oh, oh that's Conrad. Oh, that's Conrad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. They're all just playing, bro. Uh,
2: Honestly, Joe, that is that is kind of my biggest – one of my biggest fears, though, is the Bears – like, if the Bears don't get Carter, I don't want them to take a Tyree Wilson over a tackle. I'd rather trade back if that was the case. What about All you right, guys? so
3: D-tackle, D-end, we're talking about. Obviously, the big need is O-tackle. Uh, Lucas, you take Jalen Carter in the first round. You get to the second round, and – Like, give me your, like, who are your defensive ends that you do like, you know, like, I don't think we're taking one at nine unless somehow Will Anderson's there, which we just don't, we just don't think happens.
2: Mr. Anderson. I mean, I guess you don't. Do you think they could trade back though and take like a Luke Van Ness or a Tyree Wilson or take Tyree Wilson at nine? I wouldn't be shocked if they took Tyree Wilson at nine if he was there. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't be shocked. So, Lucas,
3: you brought this up like a while back about top 30 visits. And I think Hogan Johns was talking about it. And Hogan was saying one of the reasons teams do 30s is because they still have questions about a guy, whether it's medical or character or intelligence, you know, ability to pick up their playbook, whatever, whatever. Have the Bears met with Wilson? And, like, could that be an indicator that they wanted to look more into his medicals?
2: Yeah, they met with him. Um yeah definitely. I mean I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm an expert on what happens at these 30 visits but I think you're right. I think it is kind of a supplemental information gathering. Um You are not you are not an expert is Luke, that what I'm
1: hearing? No 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 no. Chris, remember when we looked over at Luke's resume? It said expert on top 30 visits. That's the only
0: reason we <laughs> brought him onto
3: this show. And now it's yeah. a lie? I wish. I I mean when we talked to you know, Joe would believe he said, "If Lucas is not a top thirty visit experts, you guys are <laughs> off. You guys are off the network."
2: Shit. So anyway, anyway we, we do have last to, part. We do have to talk about this scenario, though. Like, say the Bears trade out of nine, or even stay at nine and take an edge rusher. Like, I could see him taking a Nolan Smith. I could see them taking a Luke Van Ness. Oh I could my see god! Him taking a Tyree oh my Wilson.
3: God. We just.
2: Like,
1: Those three would make me make my head spin at number nine. Yeah, I think I would
3: I think I would be maybe a little concerned, but I
2: would be. More uh, so if they traded back, but I'm just saying it it's it's a possibility we have to consider because
3: it's well, scarce. shit, man. We might as well just fucking consider every single. Why can't 12. we just take Broderick
1: Jones at fifteen or sixteen <laughs> or seventeen and stack up another first round pick for next season, and stack up another second round draft pick, and have it like a five and uh, five and what's that minus seventeen? What's that? A five you know and twelve who? season. A five and twelve season
0: instead. You know, keep doing, like, come on, man. Do you, right at, do
3: you know who's that? Do you know who's that? Fifteen. Uh, isn't it the Lions? No, it's the Packers. Oh, we ain't trading with them. Fuck them. Okay, and then <laughs> sixteen go, puts us right past the Packers, so we get to watch them take something right in front of They're
2: us. They're gonna take it, the perfect Again. tackle. Oh No, they'll probably, take, they'll, they'll probably take. They'll probably take JSN. They're gonna take a wide receiver.
3: Yeah, and that and that's gonna be gross or um, or flowers. Uh. It's 16 is the commanders, uh, and then 17 would be the Steelers. And and Lucas touched on it earlier because there's a very good potential that the Eagles take a tackle, Tennessee takes a tackle, uh, tennis, Texans probably won't. The Jets could take a tackle because their O-line sucks. Uh the, the Patriots could take a tackle at 14. The fact that I can rattle off all of these in a row lets you know it's draft season. And I can, I've can i done so many mocks. I know the entire <laughs> first round right now. Holy
2: shit. I, I, just, I just think that D-end, uh, the Bears don't really have any DNs that can rush the passer. So if they trade back, I am not going to be shocked if they go. What
3: with, are we th- why are we throwing Dominic word. Robinson and Travis Gibson under the bus all of a sudden? Like, what the fuck?
2: Because they didn't produce anything last year. Well,
3: that's because Come they on, weren't on the field, and like, Maha- Muhammad, what's his name, was on the field the
2: whole time. I I like the depth oh, of this edge Muhammad. class to be able to grab one in round two. But if so, they were to like, trade let's back, can we
3: ch- can we go there, please, instead of like talking? Right, well, I'm about just saying,
2: taking Tyree. Wilson I in at nine? I wouldn't be mad if they traded back and grabbed a Luke Van Ness. I really wouldn't be mad. I because you're obsessed I think
3: with he, this dude.
2: He's not he's JJ penis. Watt, bro. He he embarrassed the best tackles in this draft.
3: Every dog has his day, and Peter Skoroski's guard. Mm. That's fine. And Nolan Smith. What do you Smith, think
0: about I
1: think Byron Smith Didn't do
3: that. Um, defensive Joel, end, Nolan Tennessee. Smith, I was told Nolan Smith is hurt the whole the whole season.
2: Miles Murphy well, didn't do that.
3: What do we think about somebody who
1: might actually be there in the third, fourth round? Byron Young at Tennessee defensive end, defensive end. Six foot two, 250 pounds, four, 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 four off the four, 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 40. Ooh.
2: That's baby. a name. I really haven't heard baby of too much there, Joe. It's got baby. That's arms, a good one. Joe. I like the dude from yeah. Kansas state and Duke Uzama. He's a, he's a slender little, little DN six three two fifty five. He's not that slender. He had 20 and a half sacks there. I like DJ. My, if
3: you're, you're talking that low, Joe, I like DJ Johnson from Oregon
2: yeah personally, the the guy that Bruegler had in his mock that I've been really high on is Derek Hall from Auburn, and Joe, you've probably watched him since he's at Auburn. Um, can you give us any insight on him? i I think Derek Hall's honestly a beast, and in some other drafts would probably sneak in maybe the late first round if you know if there wasn't all these kind of really solid edge rushers at the top.
0: You got anything on him, Joe? He's frozen. Just you get know. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up what uh
1: no uh Auburn was terrible this past year. Derrickall. Yeah. Second round uh, Auburn was fucking terrible this past yeah, year. Der- so
2: what to der- dude Derek Hall's pretty good though. He had a is another guy he performed pretty well, six two, two fifty four. He had seven sacks last year, nineteen and a half in his career, thirty four inch arms. Um He's got really. I mean, he's got really. He's basically a uh, a speed to power guy with without a lot of counter moves, is how Brugler described him. And that's kind of the area he'll have to improve in the NFL. But um, I mean, just a really solid foundation for for an edge rusher off the bat and a guy in the second round that I think could contribute right away for the Bears. That was actually a guy I, I had in my. Most of my mock drafts as well. I really like Derek Hall a lot from Auburn.
1: All right, his sacks came against, Mer- last year, Mercer, Missouri, LSU.
0: He had a half-sack against Arkansas. It's uh, two tackles, one for uh I mean,
2: hard, hard to say much because their team is so bad, but, but yeah. I mean, bring them on. He's kind of in that mold of Luke Van Ness, where he's mostly a power guy with really long limbs that just kind of overpowers guys and plays with a relentless motor. Another guy, I think he was at the Senior Bowl as well, which I think is going to be pretty important for the Bears who coach there. So, um, you know, I think that that's pretty important. And then, obviously, there's the uh, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame's another guy. A lot of people have been talking about. Oh no! He had a ridiculous combine. I mean, Chris. You you watch you watch the Golden Domers daily, weekly. What what do you got on Fosky? Uh, sure, I love sure I love, he,
3: he was a great Golden Domer. Um, we'll see how he how it you know how it tracks to the NFL. Uh, Brugler has him as his eleventh defensive end, which is kind of scary, considering like the guys he's around. Like I mean, Tulio. Tupio Whatever that guy's name is. Uh <laughs> like lower, but Yaya Dab- really Dabby from Louis- Louisville is right there. Keon White's right there. I mean, he has Derek Hall right there as well. Um I, I mean Fosky's definitely a name to look out for. He's he's big, he's you know, six five, long arms, thirty-four-inch arms. uh we're at a four-six at the combine. I mean, for that size of a human being, that's that's good numbers. And he was like I said, he was fun at Notre Dame. Um, I don't is know he, what his production was like, but. Is I mean, he from the
2: Chicagoland you. area? No, he's from California. Then fuck him. Yeah. They, I mean, that's what I'm saying. they like, Chris, all these guys are kind of listed all within the same range. They're all kind of day two, uh, early day two, early round two, early round three picks. So it in ran that range. Um, the other guy, Zach Harrison from Ohio State, who has just insane length and power. Um, I mean, the Bears are going to really have their, their kind of pick of the litter at edge rusher there in the you know second and third round where they have those three picks. So it's kind of a sweet spot for me for them to grab one of those. So I don't necessarily think they have to go that route in round one just looking at this depth.
3: Oh, your boy Byron Young is 25 years old, Joe. Did you know that? The Tennessee guy? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's
1: something about Tennessee, You're getting the old guys.
3: Well, Ke- hey, Keon White is the, is the talent that people talk about being pretty pretty awesome in that second round. He's also an older player. He's 24.
2: Yeah. Uh, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri as well is another one. What do you Ed's, mean? Another he's one another with... Another edge oh. rusher in that I was going to say, he's not, he's not old. He's, he's under 22. So, yeah, no, I like,
3: I like, I like Isaiah McGuire a shit ton. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite ones in that range.
2: Um, yeah, I, I don't really have too many day three sleepers at edge rusher, I don't think. I, I think at that point you're kind of – edge rusher on day three is a crapshoot. I mean, that's where the Bears found Travis Gibson. I mean, you can, you can find guys there, but it's just a ton of projection. I yeah, know
3: – guy- the guy that uh burglar talked about the bears yeah. taking in round seven, was, Jose Ramirez, uh, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Who, I, one of the guys on the, the, uh, with the first pick podcast with Rick Spielman liked Ramirez, but Spielman shot it down quicker than shit. Said he wasn't going to get drafted and he was, wasn't that good. So, but, uh, Spielman also liked, uh, DJ Johnson, who's that fourth, fifth round guy. Um, so, I mean, like you said, ri- like you said, Lucas, there are guys you can find later, but it is a
2: crapshoot. It's going mean, to come down to this situation. Jose, Jose Ramirez tested off the chart. I mean, he had uh, well, he had 19 and, a half sack, or 19 and a half tackles for loss at Eastern Michigan his last year, and he had a... Uh, Six nine five three cone and four thirty short shuttle, which were both number one among edge rushers at the combine. So He's also
3: old as dirt too. He's 24.
2: Yeah, it looks like he was in what's college. with all
3: these old people, man. Is this the is this the whole like fifth year thing? Like good God, man. Everybody and their mom is like it's not 22.
2: I mean, I get it if you're playing at a small school uh-huh. and need to fucking develop a bunch of years to even That's get it. your shot, but and that NIL
3: money is just yep keeping you in school should we get a lot more doctors and lawyers out of this then instead of so many (laughs) knucklehead football players moving on moving on uh we are 10 minutes to an hour we are really only through well a few positions uh lucas do you like the bears have gone out spent a decent amount of money on linebacker uh with Edmonds and Edwards. And they they uh they have a a third linebacker that I can never remember his gosh darn name. Uh that balled out Sanborn. last year. Jack San- Sanborn. Jack Sanborn. Uh Jason Sanborn. Um and do you think that we see a linebacker come off the board at some point for the Bears in this draft?
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe on day three, but I don't see them going out of their way to draft one early.
3: I mean, the de- well, I agree. De- definitely not before day three, but the depth at linebacker for the Bears is non existent, right? I mean, do they have anybody behind well, those three even signed?
0: Uh,
2: and that's I don't pretty know. much where
3: I'm at. Uh I mean there's probably somebody, and once we pull up this roster, we'll we'll be like, oh yeah, that guy.
2: But I think there's man. but well to your point, the, the main thing is if you're most of their sets are two linebacker sets. So it's mostly going to be Edmonds and Edwards, yeah. with occasionally Jack Sanborn there playing the Sam or wherever they said he was going to play. But Sanborn is also I mean, I heard someone talk about this, but he's able to back up both the Will and the Mike positions, which makes him more valuable as kind of that third linebacker. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could see him taking, I guess, a developmental linebacker later, but I don't really think – I don't think we'll see one come off early for him.
3: Sterling Weatherford is the only guy I even the other guy, well, that was the guy That was a
2: guy that – he used to be a safety dude. <laughs>
3: We don't need to be
1: messing around with any linebackers,
3: Chris. We need corners.
1: Terrell Lewis
3: took uh, Khalil Mack's number, and this dude's huge. He's 6'5, 262, and he's only 24. Never heard of him. Uh, Demarcus Gates is the other guy on the roster, other than the folks we've talked about. Oh, and we got one more. Uh, Keone Dang. Keone Dang, 6'6, 240. It's uh Yay! it's Leonard Floyd. <laughs> All right. Uh I agree. I don't necessarily see any um linebackers, but uh I'm gonna rattle off a couple of just freak athletes that I found in the later rounds. Uh and if you guys know them, shout them out. If not, we'll move on. Uh Anthony Orgy from Vanderbilt. I see Whatever. <laughs> Isaiah Land from Florida A and M, Jeremy Banks from Tennessee. Joe, you got a, you got a him on your radar as well. And then Muhammad Diabate from Utah. Freak athletes, all of them.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know too much about him. Sorry,
3: I don't know anything about him. I just looked up the relative. Uh, that
2: Vanderbilt kid was the, the best kid on the team. The I, uh, I can imagine. I like the. Uh, there's one dude i've i've always thought would be an interesting fit for the bears if they were to spend maybe a fourth round pick on a linebacker dorian williams from Tulane he's six foot one he's only two hundred twenty eight pounds uh he had twenty seven career tackles for loss he kind of just reminds me of like a uh he i mean he kind of reminds me of like Darius leonard light potentially but I don't I don't really want to go down that route of taking just a – I don't know. The Bears can if – if they're spending a day three pick on a linebacker or whatever, but don't waste their valuable day two assets on more linebackers after you just brought two in for a fairly large sum of money. <laughs> we need Let's talk about the that's important position at cornerback, Chris, because that's what we're going to take in round one, a cornerback. And Bears Twitter is going to lose their mind.
3: I'm going to have this conversation. You talk about <laughs> it, Lucas, because I. You don't want to. I, I think, mean, come on. You don't, don't want to consider. I, dude, if they take Gonzalez for Witherspoon, it's fine. It's fine. We'll be fine. But I just don't see it happening. I mean, Gonzalez,
2: Gonzalez is interesting to me because he's, he's huge and he almost had a perfect relative athletic score a 996. I mean, he, he's a big corner, man. And he can run. Uh, that's that's probably the only guy I would take in the first round. I know all the Illinois homers like, uh, like Witherspoon, but I think Gonzalez is one of the three best players in this entire
0: draft. But according to Vegas odds, the
2: Bears were like plus 1,200 to even take a corner in the first round. So most likely not happening.
1: What they need to do is lay in the cut, and wait until about the fourth, fifth, sixth round, and draft troublemaker from Alabama, Eli Ricks. Let me tell you, Eli Ricks, former five-star recruit, went to LSU first two years, SEC freshman, uh, freshman, de- uh, freshman defender of the year. Um, he, he, he was freshman all American and he gets hurt in his second year under Deggum at Orgeron and transfers to Alabama. He spends three quarters of the season in Nick Saban's doghouse because he can't learn the fucking playbook, but he gets out on the, on the field and Nick Saban says, Hey, guard this, gu- guard this r- r- corner. And he's a bad man. So six foot two, 188. Four point 4, four four five five uh, on in the forty yard dash. He's got a longer arms than your boy Christian Gonzalez. He's got a longer wingspan than your boy Christian Gonzalez, and he's only twenty one.
2: He's not faster. He doesn't jump as high, and he doesn't have the hips.
1: That's why you take him in the fifth or the sixth round.
2: <laughs> I'm just Christian Gonzalez. If I built a cornerback in the lab, he would look like that. Like that is. That is like yeah, my ultimate draft crush. But we don't you, run
3: the we don't
1: run the scheme for Eli Eli Rips. But you've already spent. You're right. We we don't uh, because
2: that's more man to man. What you've uh, already spent a second round pick on a cornerback. So no, what? you've already
1: spent your first round pick on on Jalen Carter. So you can't. You don't have another one for your boy Christian Gonzalez.
2: We'll see. I just I do think that is a wild card in this draft that I could see. Like he's. I mean, I know Iberflus likes bigger corners. I, they, he's just—he re- reminds me a lot of Pat Surtain. Honestly, like I think he'll step Ooh. in right away and be talk dirty to me. Fir- fairly, fairly good right away. You move Gordon to the slot. You have Jalen on the other side. Your secondary is nasty. Then, so I wouldn't count that out. Gonzalez is sick, but um, the man that Brugler had in his mock, Julius Bruntz, is a guy that I've been really high on because his his arms are ridiculous. I mean, that guy is gigantic let me let me let me find his profile here 34 inch arms five uh 34 is arms, wingspan
1: nine five eight on the hands 82 inch 82 five, eight on a wing. 82
2: five, eight wingspan for a corner they talked about him rick spielman and he talked stands about him at on, six foot two yeah rick spielman talked about corners with a wingspan of over like 80 inches i think i think he said nine some some crazy stat that like ninety percent of the time they led the league in pass breakups or something drafted on, under the second round or something. Because they're almost
3: there. non they're almost non existent. Like there's only three in this draft class.
2: Yeah, I mean Brents is Brents is interesting. I I really like his tape. I think he fits what Iberflus has a tendency to take guys. At least he did in Indy. Guys who are unpolished with technique, but had, you know, pretty good measurables and turn them into solid corners. So I, I, again, kind of like edge rusher, I think round two and round three is a, is a sweet spot for some of these cornerbacks. I mean, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami, Florida is another hot name. Another Darius, rush. Darius rush. Darius rush. I mean,
3: this we'll is just take all the South Carolina
2: people. We'll just take this it. is a sick corner class really is. <laughs> Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson has a 77 5 eighths wingspan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible when he's only got 32 and 3 eighths in his arms? Uh, dude, like, I don't know. Dude, Darius Rush has a 79 and 5 inch wingspan. That's 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 within that's within the that's close. That's really close. Yeah, what, uh, eighty man, almost eighty three. That is nuts, dude. That is like Paris oh, Johnson length arms.
2: Yeah, at cornerback, dude. Yeah, I mean he is he has some pretty solid tape too. I mean he had some he had some issues in their championship game versus TCU. But uh, like I said, I think Eberflus is is kind of the man for the job for taking a, a raw cornerback and turning him into. You know something wonderful, so corner's another spot um good good depth in this draft, corner and edge, I think really, the bears first four picks you don't really like to say you gotta pencil them in, but d line edge rusher corner tackle pretty important in those first I would say three picks, maybe even for a center in there, possibly, but the bears could definitely come away with a nice haul just to kind of staying put where they're at and targeting those positions with those first four picks. Four picks in the top
0: 64. First time they've had that since 1990. Alonzo Spellman. It's a defensive
3: defensive lineman. They could take uh, Jalen Carter to be the next Alonzo Spellman. Maybe that was Zorich. Is that Zorich's year?
2: Eli Ricks, Joe, where is he on this beast list, dude? I can't even find him. Thirtieth.
1: He's down there. He's way low. Yeah, thirtieth.
2: Is that your uh, Is that your Bama bias showing, or you actually think he can play?
1: No, I think he can play. I think he's an idiot. Uh, I think he is like, uh, yeah. I th- that's that's the best way to say it. I think he's not very smart. <laughs> I think I think that he can play, and I think he's very athletic. But um, I don't think he's capable of handling uh, a large
3: variety of assignments. He's George Pickens. Oh, oh, he's that kind of dumb. Never mind. So he's not a knucklehead. He's just a dumb dumb.
2: Yeah, yeah. Joe, who is uh, the uh, who who's the dude from LSU? Don't they have a corner that's pretty good too?
3: Yeah, that's Mc- like a. Well, he's round. not. I don't know if he's good, but Makai Blackman is is just an absolute huge human being and lays the wood in the running game.
2: No, no, Gardner, Gardner. His name's Makai Gardner.
3: That's that's right. I saw Makai and I read the wrong name. Yeah, that's the USC kid. Yeah, Makai Gardner.
1: he He's got very similar
2: measurables to Eli Ricks, but he's always only- All right. Except he's six two two twelve and not 188. Well, if I had to pick a guy, my guys in this are Julius Brent and Tyreek Stevenson. I absolutely love them. I think they'd be awesome fits for the Bears.
1: Brents, it was is going to be a good fit, and, that's, and that feels like a nice pick right there. Uh, what, at 61?
2: Yeah. It makes me feel better that uh, Brugler had both my second-round picks in his mock as well. I had Brent and Derek Hall in there, so
0: Luke,
3: how'd you get how'd you get to be so smart? You ran four thousand mocks and sooner or later both those. How'd guys you get were to be so smart? They they always
2: are there in the mock mock machine. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. How's it takes is one team to fall in love though. Who knows? People might be like, Oh, Julius Brent says fucking condor arms, let's take him at thirty two. Who knows?
3: Could you imagine? They're gonna fall in love with Emmanuel Forbes.
2: Yeah, this corner or, class is so deep. I mean, DJ Turner too from Michigan. Yeah. I and mean, this is where – there's like
3: there's at These least guys, six or
2: seven. Six or seven guys six or seven first. guys who well, I think there's probably like four in the first, but six or seven guys you can make an argument that could be first round picks.
3: I thought it was interesting on with the first pick Lucas that there that Teams really only have about sixteen or seventeen first round grades on guys, and obviously you know thirty two guys are going to go. But like teams don't really think thirty two guys are worthy of a first round pick, right? That was interesting.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for tonight. You guys got anything else? Cover a lot of ground. You don't think a safety is going to be? No. Look that. I
3: think free safety is like a, a potential UDFA. replacement dude. same, I I same Jackson's just going to last forever. What yeah. <laughs> linebackers not even close to the same thing. They didn't go out and spend money on two free agents uh, at
2: safety. Well, I just think it's like a non safeties are a dime a dozen. Yeah,
3: man. I guess you can just go find any dude from Bama with a broken leg and you'll be fine. Right.
2: All right. Well, I was, I honestly didn't do too much leg works on, on safety. So if you got some names, Chris, rattle them off, buddy. I got nothing. I, I got nothing. I know the only safety I know in this draft is Brian Branch, and I know some people think he's a cornerback. So He is a corner. He's a slot corner. Uh, from what I've heard, this safety draft is horrible. It's, 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 super,
3: it's super slim from what yeah. I've been But I've been told from
2: uh, all the uh, pro days I attended when I was out on the road, super (laughs) assy. Well, who did? uh, Brugler had us taking Ronnie Hickman right from Ohio State. Yep. I don't even know where he's ranked on it. Like I said, I 18th on the
1: on the safeties big board. 18th.
3: Well, hey, there's a guy from
2: Boise State, Lucas. Oh yeah, Skinner, right? No, you know about Skinner?
3: Tyreek Jones. And he's got an eighty and three eighth inch wingspan. If you're going off of wingspan,
0: well, that's the
1: that's our guy. S-
2: Skinner is from Boise State, though. That's the uh, that's the other guy. Yeah. Who are the Joe? Out of curiosity, who who does Brugler have as like his top five safeties on, on the Beast? And
1: where are their Brian Branch number one? Brian Branch right. number one good first round grade. Antonio Johnson, Texas A and M, second to third round grade. Quan Martin, L- Illinois, third round grade. Uh, J- Jair Brown, Penn State, third round grade. Jordan Battle, Alabama, third round grade. J.L. Skinner, Boise State, third to a fourth round grade. That's your top six.
2: Interesting. So it immediately goes from like Branch, who's probably a mid to late first rounder to second to third round grade. It's quite oh. the drop off.
1: <laughs> and Branch, Branch is not a safety. He's a, he's a nickel corner. But yeah, that's, he's, that's what I'm hearing.
2: A lot of people it, think he'll play nickel. He's a bit. He's a big nickel. It's a big nickel linebacker, basically. Uh, that that's my hope for Green Bay, man. I will. I will love that if they take Brian Branch. That'd be the typical Packers pick. Take a safety at fifteen.
0: <laughs>
1: Well, what are we going to do next week? you want to tell the people? uh, Are we we having an episode on
2: Tuesday and then
1: we're going to be live Thursday? Luke, what's the the game plan? Let's go ahead and let the people
2: know as we close it out. Yeah, we can. uh, I think we'll do our own mock draft here next Tuesday. All right. And we're going to be doing a stream on Thursday. We're going to be streaming the draft up until when the Bears pick. Hopefully they stay at nine and they don't trade back to the end of the first round or else we'll be here for four hours. Uh. But we're gonna be doing a stream. Chris, is this gonna be your first time streaming the draft? As a fan. What? Will this be your first time on a live stream for the draft?
3: Yeah. Is, is, have you been on many live st- streams no. for the draft, Lucas? No. Okay. Nope.
2: I'm just I was just wondering. I don't think Joe has either. So we're gonna wing it. Might bring me some illegal TV coverage. Who knows? You're gonna wing span it? We're gonna wingspan it. Eighty-three 80, inches. Eighty-two inches. We're, we're gonna get the Joe Gaither live reaction to the uh, uh, to the Luke Van Ness pick at pick nine. Oh my Luke's, god. L- Lucas has <laughs> a, Lucas has a sixty-six inch wingspan
3: and most of that is chest.
2: Oh, I don't. Yeah, my arms are short, man. I got the Skaronsky arm, so that's what I just I said. Wanna, I don't. I don't know my wing. How do they measure? it? Do they measure it from like your finger? Like they made, all the way. No, when they measure arm length though, is it like the top of your shoulder to your fingertip, your middle fingertip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll give it a go. I think it mine would probably be like Can you put your
3: to... belt on? I th- I guess is the real question. Like do they go down to your waist?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have a big torso, so. <laughs> oh, it
3: matches. It matches. Torso to match. It <laughs> <laughs> that works. That's what that works.
2: All right. I don't I, I don't know if
3: I have long arms or not. I have no I don't think so. No, the I definitely don't have. Be. I don't have long arms at all. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Next Tuesday, we'll do our own, mock, yeah. our own mock, mock draft, and then uh, Thursday, can I live jump? stream the, dra- the draft with us? Hang out, watch Joe hey. uh, drink lose some beers. His cable subscription. <laughs> <laughs> That'd
2: be great. That'd be great. Watch Joe kick us off Believe uh, Network on stream. Off De Leon, don't hate us. Don't hate Joe's us. Joe's like, uh boys, listen, listen, we have to talk.
3: <laughs> We're pulling your sponsorship. Oh.
0: We love our oh, sponsors. Man. All our sponsors.
2: Miller Light, the official sponsor, of believe in monsters. The official beer of the Chicago Bears.
3: There's not a ban on Miller Light. The, I was going to say the official band the official beer of that's not that doesn't have anyone mad at them currently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except yeah. it is Miller. It is Miller Coors. So I guess you should be mad at Miller if you're mad at if you're mad at Bud Light, you should basically be mad at all of them because everybody supports.
2: I'm not mad at anyone who cares God, no, drink your beer enjoy either. yourselves yeah
3: <laughs> live, live your life don't let a company ruin your life Amen. <laughs> Amen.
1: Amen. all right we'll talk to y'all next tuesday for our last i'll oh, have a mock draft and then stay with us on thursday we will be live live on the believe in monsters podcast for the uh for the nfl draft we'll uh boo roger goodell together and we will uh cheer or cry or curse or something when uh, our bears are on the clock at number nine. So stay with us on the Believe in Monsters podcast bear down chicago bears make every play clear the way to victory bear down chicago bears put up a fight with the might so fearlessly we'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation Nation. with your t formation bear down chicago Chicago Bears. bears And let them know enjoy why you are wearing the like crown You're the pride and joy Of, of Illinois, Illinois Chicago, Chicago Bears, Bears Bear Down Thank you for listening To Believe You can show support to your host By subscribing to the show And giving us a 5 star rating On your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com
0: And search for B-L-E-A-V On YouTube